Zena opened her eyes when she heard the click of the door closing. He was gone, thankfully taking his hellhound with him. She hadn't dared move for the last four hours, terrified that the beast or the barbarian would turn on her in the dark. She'd prayed for courage and strength while the Highlander tossed and turned beside her. Every time he moved, she thought he would touch her. He hadn't. How would she ever fight him off? He was bigger and broader than any man she knew. But he hadn't touched her. He'd left her alone. When he'd removed his Leona, the sculpted cut of his arms, his chest, and his hard belly snatched her breath from her body for more reasons than she'd admit. Highlanders certainly did wear less clothes than the men in London. She'd listened, still and silent, to his soft, anguished groans and sighs for four long hours, wishing he would sleep so she could weep without drawing his attention. But he hadn't slept, just as she hadn't. He didn't want this either. He didn't want her. Oh, how could the queen sentence her to a life empty of everything Zena wanted? She was Anne's companion, and they'd spoken of it many times. Zena wanted a man who loved her, who would live or die for her. She wanted William. Anne had claimed to understand the fancies of a romantic heart, for she had loved her dearest George. How could she do this to her? What were her motives behind it? Why did she care so much about some faraway warriors that she would use Xena to ensure binding them to the future throne? Who were they? The MacGregor chief had claimed they were Anne's friends and that her father had been involved in the arrangement. The MacGregor warriors were loyal and mighty. This union guaranteed their allegiance to her father while securing their safety against the laws of prescription. Zena didn't believe any of it. Her father would not sell her for a handful of Highland fighters, no matter how skilled they claimed to be. Nor would he give her up to help a clan of outlaws. Would he? He had given her up once before to be raised by her relatives. Was this his way of getting rid of his bastard once and for all? She rose from the bed, shaking, and went to one of the surrounding windows. She stretched her solemn gaze beyond the moonlit, heather-lined veil to the cliffs in the distance. Everywhere else she looked was mountains and water. Were they at the edge of the world? Her heart sank deeper. She'd traveled for days, six perhaps, in a closed carriage. She knew they'd gone north, but how far north? She prayed she was wrong about her father and that he would come. Still, hopelessness covered her. Whatever would she do here? What would she wear? Oh, her gowns. She would never forgive Anne for not giving her time to take her gowns. Who would she talk to every day? What would they talk about? Cattle? And poor William. He could have done better than agreeing to marry the bastard child of the prince elector. She loved him for it. William was refined and courtly. She, she blinked at the mist settling over the landscape as light from the sun in the east spread a soft golden haze before her. And on a lone man draped in a gray hooded mantle. Or mayhap it was a wolf she saw perched at the crest of a mountain. 
The black hound at his heels proved it was Adam McGregor. What was he doing out there alone? Contemplating running as she was? At least he knew which way to go. She hoped he ran, very, very far away and never returned. Perhaps then she'd be sent back. She watched him climb sure-footedly down the steep braes and walk toward the shore of a small beach. He moved with natural strength and grace, like something mythical come to life. Why in blazes did he have to be so alluring, so civilized? It would be easier to hate him despite his appearance if he behaved more like a barbarian. Even while she'd wept over their marriage and just barely gave her consent, he hadn't been harsh with her.